Oh man, I was I was one of those kind of late converts. I had a friend who kept badgering me that I needed to to watch this show. Hi, I'm Jonathan Abrams. I'm the author of All the Pieces Matter, the inside story of The Wire. I would say I, I started watching the third season uh, as it was coming on HBO. And then once I got sucked into the third season, I, I went back and I watched the first couple of seasons. And my advice for anybody who is trying to trying to get into the show or trying to watch it for the first time is to you know you're gonna hear it from a million people but just stick with it stick through those first two three four episodes where they're setting up all the pieces and just stay for the payoff hello i'm dave and i'm kobe and you're listening to the wire stripped this is a special bonus episode where we're going to be chatting about the first time you watched the wire and our intro to it so kobe how did you get first get into the wire I one of my mates he first told me about it a couple of years before I actually got around to watching it and I when he told me about it I thought nah it's not going to be as good as Soprano so I'm just going to stick with that and then I watched it finally when season five came out when everything came out in one fell swoop so I was yeah I didn't sleep for maybe a month what about yourself (laughs) yeah I think I was around the same time I think it was like season five was just coming out and Mm. I think that's when this kind of got legs wasn't it that's when yeah. people started to talk about it and it was yeah it's just somebody somebody just said you have to watch this i think they gave me they gave me a hard drive do you remember back then it was all about swapping hard drives well for me um, well, i was actually burning dvds for people and like leaving them on their on their stoops and just literally like <laughs> like a milkman it's like so You're like, weird like there's some weird version of the tooth fairy absolutely the, the wire I think, fairy i think one thing as well um i realize now why i didn't like take up my friend's advice when he first told me about it because it's kind of the same kind of time that Heroes came out and like season one of Heroes was amazing oh so good and then the rest of it was just bullshit <laughs> yeah so, absolutely so I didn't want to let that I didn't want to deal with that kind of turgid mess again so I think I just waited until all the seasons came out and everyone said it's good and then I just hit it um, and I'm so happy I did actually yeah I, look I think that's actually wise advice for a, any television show these days you can get burned so easily yeah, absolutely. And it's quite interesting. Every person we speak to says they that someone introduced them to The Wire. And I really want to know, like, who was, who was Viewer Zero? Who was the first person that watched it that then that kind of told everyone else to watch it? <laughs> That's interesting. If you are out there, Viewer yeah. Zero, please let us know. We're at The Wire Stripped on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email us, burner at thewirestripped.com. So that's how me and Kobe first got into The Wire, but we thought we'd go right back to the beginning and find out how all of our guests and the cast first got their intro to the show. And that's what you're about to hear right now. When you walk through the garden, you gotta watch your back. Well, I beg your pardon, walk the straight and narrow track. When you walk with Jesus is going to save your soul. Just got to keep the devil way down in the hole. He got the fire and the fury. So I first started watching The Wire in 2013-ish when I met my current boyfriend. And he was a really, really big wire super fan hey i'm gabriella i am a podcast producer at the guardian and i'm a really big fan of the wire 
I'd heard about it a bunch of times, but I'd never watched it. I was a bit of a, I fancied myself a bit of a TV and film nerd, but somehow hadn't got around to watching the show that everyone said was like the best show ever. So I started watching um, watching it to rather, I started watching it uh, maybe to kind of impress the new boyfriend and just kind of got hooked straight away, which is exactly what happens with The Wire. And actually just before I came on this podcast, the same thing happened again. I planned to watch like two episodes and ended up inhaling season one again in like a week. Um, but yeah, we we started watching it together and I I have like wait can I t- tell you the story about when my boyfriend came home drunk um so like so we were watching it and it was probably we've been going out like three weeks and he turned up at my door um like super super drunk from a party uh kind of came in and was like hey blah, 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 and passed out on my bed I was like, great, thanks a bunch. Like, just met this guy. Here he is, ch- ch- turning up at my door. And I was trying to take like his his shoes and his trousers off because he was he'd basically just totally fallen asleep. So I was I had like one boot. I was just I had both the boots off. I had one leg of the trousers off. And I was like pulling them from afar, and he kind of just came to all of a sudden and was like, Riella, am I like Jimmy? <laughs> and then just passed out again. <laughs> So yeah, the wire featured quite heavily in my in my love life, and yeah, still together now, five years later. So clearly, it was like all oh, thanks to HBO. I miss so much stuff being a part of the show. I've seen it three times, and each time I learn something new and see something new and different. My name is Frankie Faison. I play Deputy Commissioner Burrell in The Wire. Well, when we started out on this, as in any really good series, I think you're not aware of the potential and the places it may go for season two, three, four, and five. So when we started out, we were just trying to get through season one, make season one an epic season, make it so amazing that HBO would want to say, let's do season two. Because you do each season that we did The Wire, it was a struggle to get it on the next season because The Wire has found much more popularity after it has ended than it had during the whole run. I remember watching series one of The Wire. My friend Simon, who I do Seti Sopo uh, with, um, he gave me an illegal download of The Wire on an old hard drive and said, I'm not sure if I like this. Hello, I am Izzy Lawrence. I'm a podcaster, presenter of the British Museum Membercast, uh, the Z-List, Deadlist podcast, Seti Sop, so many podcasts, it's ridiculous. And um, I'm also a stand-up comedian and I do a bit of work for Radio 4. He'd started watching it and then I wasn't sure if I liked it and then I finished the season on probably about three days and wanted to watch it again, watched it again, watched it again, watched it again. Again, watched it again, and it, it turns out I quite liked it. Yeah, it was it was a it was a good time. I really um, I enjoyed the sort of almost Shakespearean pathos to it. I think I, I liked the um, the characters and how they lived in the same world but different worlds. How they were all, you know, some of them I think were nearer my age at the time, a bit younger. Some of them seemed quite old to me, and they all were relatable. And they were all, and obviously they're all American, apart from all the English people in it. But uh, they are English Americans, so that's 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 quite nice. And Idris Elba was distractingly beautiful. 
mean, I think I was 17 when the first season started. My name's Andrew Johnstone. I'm a fan of most of The Wire, and I am from the great state of Maryland. I didn't have HBO. There's no way I was going to have HBO at that point in time. So I came to the right before season five, about maybe the summer before season five premiered. I was staying with my brother, and he had HBO, and he had it all on the on demand. And he was like, you got to watch this. And I'm like, why do I got to watch this? Like, it's David Simon, the guy who did Homicide, but it's like the real Homicide. None of the NBC, we got to throw in the plot points just like we're Law and Order. You know, Munch (laughs) isn't on this anymore. The real Munch is on it, but not not the, the character Munch. Uh, and I just started, you know, episode one, I was like, I don't know, episode one, not that great. And he's like, no, keep going. And by episode three, it was done. It was like two weeks later, I was up to season four, you know, just like unemployed on the couch, watching The Wire every day. And then I finished a week before season five, like started, and then we jumped right into it. And so I got, I sort of got the whole thing right at the tail end of it. It was crazy to just see it to see I mean I hesitate to say it's a, it's a very real portrayal of Baltimore. It certainly has a realistic look at aspects of life in Baltimore. Um but it was kind of crazy to be like, yeah, no, I've I've seen that, you know, there's that scene in, in season 1 where Wallace is running the electric uh, cable uh, across the courtyard into his his sort of abandoned row house where he and his I I guess his little brothers and sisters live. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I've seen that before. I, I I know what that place is. I don't go hang out there very much, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like I know I know that street, and I know you know even in my hometown on the Eastern Shore exactly what's going on with that. So, and then yeah, once I watched it, I became an evangelist for it and made people sit down and watch it with me. And and everyone's always like, I don't want to watch another cop show. I'm like, it's not another cop show. You don't understand. <laughs> Your mind is gonna be blown by the end of this. <laughs> Just guess where to, again, same thing. I give the same advice to everybody. Give it three episodes. And if you're not hooked by the end of the third episode, you're out. You're not going to, you're not going to like it. So yeah, The Wire is, uh, and it's also, I think it's huge for all of us from Maryland in a lot of ways, unless you're just wildly racist, which definitely is definitely a a non-trivial number of Marylanders um, just because I mean, just for for the same reason that Homicide was, it's just, no, this is a story about a city that, even if we don't live in it, it's our city, and it is a troubled city, and it has been a troubled city for, I mean, at least since the 1970s, And but we still like it, and it's got this crazy underdog spirit that just keeps popping up. So just to see someone, maybe not painting it in the brightest light, but at least featuring it maybe paying maybe someone will pay attention to it so what i like about subsequent watches of the wire is that it forces you to focus on other elements of the story this is joe kiley friend of the show and podcaster on shitegeist like everyone's first watch it's all mcnulty and the thrill of the chase and it's him versus barksdale and kind of a cat and mouse you know um Barksdale is outsmarting him every turn and, and Stringer Bell is is pulling the strings and it's, well, string. Um, but it's, it's, it's very, very satisfying first watch. What I like on subsequent watches is paying attention to the other characters. Like, this current watch, I am viewing it as if D'Angelo Barksdale is the main character. 
because particularly in season one, he has a whole arc. Like he is our entry into the the drug world. Um, You know who his uncle is through him. You know that he doesn't quite fit. He's kind of a square peg in a round hole. And more and more through D'Angelo, they show you the hypocrisy of the world and they show you what should work and isn't working. And what strikes me this time, this time around, is that the, the, the phrase he repeats most frequently is, no, I don't like that. And he says that to his underlings. He says it to, uh, to cops. He says it to, uh, to his uncle. And he, it seems like he has insight that none of the other characters have, which is remarkable. And, and coming with D'Angelo and seeing the world as he sees it, he can, he's not right for the world. He's not right for the world he's in. And he does his best to fit in, but he bucks at every turn. So it's kind of an interesting evolution from, you know, what would have been maybe a frustrating character first watch. Um, There's good reason that he's bucking and that it's the system is unfair and he knows it. So for people who are trying to who uh, want to start watching The Wire who've never seen it before, uh, I have two pieces of advice. Hi, my name is Lance Reddick and you're listening to The Wire Stripped. One is, don't try to skip around. Start at the beginning and read through, because it really is a five-season novel. And the other thing is, and especially in seasons, even if you're going to not disregard my advice, if you're going to skip around in seasons, each season start at the beginning of the season. The other thing that I would say is, um, make it, if, I know some people feel it's a bit slow at the beginning, although... The way television television has evolved now, I don't think that that would necessarily be the case anymore, um, because television has just consistently become more sophisticated. But um, I still hear occasionally people say, "Oh yeah, it was slow. I didn't get into it," and they quit. Get through the get through the first three episodes. And I mean, if if, if you still want to quit after that, I, I don't know what to tell you. Right, that's it from us. Thanks so much to everybody for chatting with us. Yeah, please remember to subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a fantastic review. We read each and every one of them. Or you can chat with us, send us a message, head to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's at The Wire Stripped. Or send us an email. It's burner at thewirestripped.com. we really love to hear from you guys and let us know how you first watched The Wire. Thanks to all our guests who have taken the time to talk to us about The Hell of The Wire. And thanks to our crack producer, Tom, who puts all this together. And to Izzy for the logo and graphics and guesting on this episode. And last but not least, thanks to Martin and Sam, who do the brilliant version of Way Down in the Hole, which is our theme song. Catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.